Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, oh, shall we read a poem? I'm Russ. I'm a sweaty Lauren, and I don't really sweat. <laughs> it is hot. I know we are not supposed to talk about the weather, but I'm I am going to because it is hot. It got up to 103 a day in Portland. It is the fourth day of it being over 100 degrees. I went and hid at my friend's house, uh, who has central air for a while, but I came back to do this podcast and I am sweating. I have put a cold pack in my bra. I am drinking some ice water <laughs> and just, just living this sauna. <laughs> you came back for the podcast you're such a good friend <laughs> man well, it's a bunch of whiny bitches up here yeah. today it got up to all of 85 and there's oh, a God. heat warning oh because <laughs> us with our, our delicate canadian senses shut the fuck up it is 103 and there's no air conditioning Oh, but Russ, we worked outside. Yeah, that's what water's for. Oh, shit, there's a shortage of that, too. I have a window unit, and my housemate has set up a series of fans to blow the air conditioning from my room around the house, and it works okay, but there gets a point where the house just absorbs heat every single day and cannot radiate it. Yeah, it can't radiate it all out at night when it doesn't get below 80 until, like, 2 (laughs) a.m. And everybody's gone to sleep by then because it's too hot to do anything else. And right now I have kittens and one of them has the squirt, so it smells like hot shit in my house. <laughs> I remember being the hot, one of the hottest I've ever been was in Spain. And I had, uh, I was taking a siesta and it was already for like, I don't know, what is uh, It was Celsius, so it was like 45 degrees Celsius or something like Jesus. that. Jesus. Which is like a million and... Yeah. The surface of the sun. It's the surface of the sun. I don't know. Freedom units. Like, it, it was so hot, you just laughed. It's like, I'm going to die. This is the hottest I've ever been, and I'm going to die. And so I remember just being completely naked, stripping everything off the bed, and just, like, laying Starfishing. prone on this Starfish. now bare mattress. It's yeah. like, this is perfect. I, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> It's that hot. I just totally forgot. <laughs> so maybe it's something about Spain. Something about it being hot. Mattress. Certainly it was something about being hot. Mattress. Throwing off the bed clothes. Throwing off. This uh, motion. Crucifixion. That's no. I call that starfishing when you're in oh. the bed and you're all spread out. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say because it's hot. Some t- some places cars are melting and that's hilarious to me. So I last night I went to karaoke with some friends. Not karaoke. We was trivia before karaoke, and we actually left before karaoke. Uh, and it just smelled like melting plastic. <laughs> and, I, and my friend was like, "Sorry about the smell. It is melting plastic." I drove over a, pa- a plastic bag while it was really hot, and it just melted to the car, and is continuing to melt. And we just have this this in the air now. Can I and tell it, a gross story? Yeah, go for it. I want to tell a gross story. So in Texas, it gets fucking hot. And it's gotten fucking hot my entire life. But it's hotter now because hilarity. And it's so funny. So many of my disgusting stories revolve around milk. Oh, no. Now, 
this was at a, I've oh, I've drank protein shakes for like my whole life, but I go through phases where like I'll mix them myself, and you take the powder and the milk and shake it up. And I was going to marching band practice. Fuck me, ladies, settle down and dry up your panties because that's right. I was driving my 1989 GMC Jimmy to marching band practice. Hands off, I know. Now. I was drinking a protein shake, and I dropped the damn thing. Dropped it on the floor. There was carpet in this thing. And I'm going to band practice, and I try to clean it up as level best as I can. But it's soaked in there now. There's nothing to be done in this situation. I am I'm already trying, upset. And I'm trying, and I'm trying to, like, soak this shit up. Oh, it's no. Oh, doing God. My best. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have, we have the band practice in summer heat, and I go back to the car. I kindly volunteered to drive a couple of friends back to their dorm. No. I opened the door of this car. (laughs) It smelled like I had fucked a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. And I'll never forget, it was, my friend is in the back seat. He has his head in his shirt, like pulled up like this, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he's screaming. (laughs) Like, it's not like he's yelling at... He's not yelling at me like, why the fuck does... He can't cope. He's just screaming. These are animal sounds that's coming out of him because he's just surrounded by fucked zombie. Uh, We eventually had to tear the carpet out of the thing. That's the only thing you can do at that point. Disgusting. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the other thing. I I finally remember the other thing I was going to say. It had to do with, like, weird smells and the heat. As you know, there are a lot of fires going on. <laughs> uh, now and uh, forever! Now and forever. Not even touching on an entire town burning to the ground in Hawaii. We had, we have always fires going on in the hot weather in the Pacific Northwest. And I've been watching the, the smoke plumes on fire.airnow.gov. And also being worried about there being a fire nearby in town or something close. And I was working at my friend's house with the air conditioning and I kept smelling wood smoke. Uh Uh-oh. And I was like, crap. And I looked everywhere and I didn't see a fire. I settled down and I kept going. It wasn't getting more intense, but it was definitely the smell of wood smoke. Just omnipresent. Just omnipresent wood smoke. It would occasionally go away. And then finally, at one point, I sat down on a beanbag with the cat and I, I realized that the smell was really strong and I was in front of their fireplace. And for some reason, it is so hot that their fireplace is making their house smell like wood smoke. It's like resurrecting fires that have come I, before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of you, the fires has come to haunt us. You smell the fire ghost. <laughs> I like, like that. The fire it's ghost. Like Calcifer from uh, Howl's Moving Castle. I guess we should talk about poetry or something, huh, Russ? Yeah, I have a poem that has nothing to do with heat or fire or anything like that. All right. It was, it was the only one that I could think of that even vaguely appealed to me. I am reading The Sitter. Oh, yeah. Mrs. McTwitter. The babysitter. I think she's a little bit crazy. She thinks a babysitter's supposed to sit upon the baby. (laughs) The illustration is 
Okay, this is one of those illustrations that fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> like, nothing about this looks right. It's a woman who is sitting on a baby. It, it, she's sitting there, and two little feet are poking out from under her ass. But what's wrong, she's got Uncanny Valley shit happening. Because her mm. neck is way too long, and her face is way too small. And her face is, like, cantilevered around on her neck. Like, she's <laughs> turned around, but, but her true. head isn't sitting on there properly. Yeah. And, the, and her hair is clearly, like, sat upon her head. Like, it's a hair mitt kind of a thing. Mm-hmm, like, Lego mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. It has it, it. All of this looks wrong. And I re- this is one of those poems I remember as a kid. I would flip really fast to get past that page because the the illustration fucked with me. Oh, that's so interesting. I picked this poem. I picked this poem because I was reminiscing fondly about a babysitter I had as a kid. And I can't remember if I told. I I definitely haven't told this specific story on this. You've talked about a babysitter before. before, though. I might have told parts of this story on the podcast before, but hell, you know we. rehashed an entire poem once so you know that's fine oops but i remember one of my favorite babysitters as a kid and now that i think about it probably one of my first crushes but i remember being really small like three or four and this girl was a friend of the family and i think she was like 12 or 13 or 14 years older than i was somewhere in that neighborhood but to me she was just the coolest person ever and the really specific memory I have is I was in the bathtub and she was playing with me while I was in the bathtub. And not playing with me, like she wasn't molesting me or anything. She was just like, we were playing games in the tub. Yeah. And I was taking bath a bath and, and stuff. we had like toys and stuff. But I remember at first being like, whoa, I'm naked around someone that's not my parents. That's weird. And then it was like not even commented upon. It was just like, now you're in the bath and we're going to keep playing. I was like, oh, it's okay to be nude. And I'm sure like, you know, at the time I didn't associate with any kind of like self-acceptance or, you know, lack of body shame or not being self-conscious around someone. It's just like, oh, this is all okay. And then, like, that memory ends. And then another memory picks up, and it might have been the same time or it might have been a different time, when she had to leave. Like, my parents got home from wherever they were, and I was still in the bath, and she had to leave. And I remember her coming in to say goodbye to me, and me standing up naked and wet and giving her a giant hug. And she wasn't, like, repulsed by it. I was like, here's this tiny, small, like, three- or four-year-old just naked body. Ah! And I'm going to give you a big hug. And, like, she just hugged me back. And I'm sure that was formative because of the, like, the with the clarity that I can remember it with. But, um, yeah, she's a cool person. And then, in adulthood, I would meet her again. She moved that, like, out of state, but my the families sort of stayed in contact. And I was on a trip to see her wherever in the state where she was working. And uh, it wasn't to see her. I just happened to be in that state doing something else. And we had lunch. And the very first thing she said to me was, wow, you're all grown up. And it tripped something in my mind where it was like, yeah, I am. And it's like, it's, it's like the <laughs> ASMR good boy thing. You know, like, yeah, that, yeah. that whole, like, that whole switch where it's like, I sure am. But, you know, it, it, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> trying to turn it into a porn plot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 like a lifetime movie it's porn plots but without the without any without, yeah 
I think about this uh, song, and maybe I said this in the podcast before, too. I think about this song by Dar Williams. Uh, I haven't, haven't heard that name before. Dar Williams is, uh, she's sort of in the same genre as uh, Annie DeFranco a little bit, oh, but okay. a little more folky. Uh, but she has a cute little song. I think it's called Babysitter's Here. Maybe it's called Babysitter. The but Babysitter's Here. Yeah, it's really cute. Off the album, The Honesty Room. Yeah, I saw her play in person with Ani DeFranco. It's on her hair and she's tall as my dad And she tie-dyed my shirt and she pierced her own ear And it's peace made Yeah, the babysitter's here Oh, look at these lyrics. She's the best one that we've ever had. She sits on her hair. She's as tall as my dad. She tie-dyed my shirt and pierced her own ear. And it's peace, man. Cool, yeah? The babysitter's here. Ah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's about this hippie babysitter uh, and feminism, pretty much. It, uh, it's the hippie babysitter and the children who love her. And she's just kind of like a lovely little flower child. And then at the end, she's she's crying because she wants to go to school, to go to college, but... Her boyfriend doesn't want her to go, and so she has to choose between them. And eventually she does go to the college, and that's sad for the kid, but also, like, good for her. Yeah. Oh, there's also a cute point where she's in a play, and she's a unicorn. And the kid is like, the kid thinks that's the best thing ever. The play was called The Unicorn, and she was the unicorn. That means the star was my babysitter. Yeah, super cute. Oh, look at this. This is so sweet. Do me a fa- She says, do me a favor. Don't go with a boy who would make you choose. And I don't understand. And she tries to explain. And all that mas- mascara that runs down in her pain because she's leaving me. Oh, no. Oh, I think it was an, I think Ani was the other person who was on there. Maybe it was somebody else. Who's, um, I'm sorry. I missed that. I'm trying to remember who Who did I see. I thought it was Darlene's and Ani DeFranco in the same show. But now I'm trying to wonder if it was somebody else that was with Dar Williams. Was it, where would it have been? It would have been in, I think it was at the Daughters of the Revolution concert hall? I don't I know. Whatever. This isn't all that exciting. <laughs> I remember watching, uh, unintentionally, this was, this was not this babysitter. This was a much inferior babysitter. And uh, was babysitting me and put on RoboCop. And I was small. And I was not prepared for RoboCop particularly the scene where the guy melts and then gets splattered across the hood of a car. I actually haven't seen Robocop. Uh, Cop. I'm sure you're not all that surprised. Oh, there's <laughs> there's a particular scene where, they, I, I don't know, there it's a bunch of criminals and they're trying to kill Robocop. And one of them drives a truck into... <sighs> I love movies because the, when I describe this, I sound like I'm insane. Like, I'm just making this up. At like, like a five-year-old wouldn't just make up a movie scene where it's like, and then there's Jets and Optimus Prime and there's a bomb. You know, so like, just, just saying shit. So he's trying to hit RoboCop with, like, a truck or a van or something. And he drives into this completely unsecured tank that's just in the middle of a lot. Okay. And the tank is full of death poison. 
And he hits it, and it's like, warning, toxic waste. But there's no toxic waste that does this. So he hits this thing, and the truck fills with toxic waste, and the back opens up, and it all spills out, and he comes rolling along with it. And he gets up, and his body is melting. Like, all of him is like, his flesh is falling off of his bones. And like, he's screaming in this really terrible, weird scream. And then he sort of like trundles away like a walker on the walking dead would and then Mm -hmm. eventually he freaks out a lot of people and melts for a while and then gets hit by another car and splatters all over the windshield (laughs) and then there's like four-year-old russ wandering through the room going is that gonna happen to me and cue the waves of darkness i remember something along that but my parents were watching uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. And, yeah, and they sent me away for the scene where the guy suddenly gets <laughs> old and his face melts off. But the thing is, they didn't know I could see everything in a reflection in the, the sliding door. Well, you're th- that's funny because you're conflating two memories because the guy doesn't get old in Raiders. He gets old in Last Crusade. Oh, fuck. It's, well, it's Last Crusade. You're right. Yeah. In, in, in Raiders, the dude's face just melts. In well, Last Crusade, he gets old and disintegrates. Maybe I don't actually remember which one it was. Ah, it was just a face. Maybe got I fucked conflated. Up. Yeah, it was a face got fucked up, and I saw it in the the wind the reflection in the window. Well, that definitely happens in both Raiders and Crusade. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's this show, ladies and gentlemen. We've gone from babysitters to melting faces. Uh, do we that talk was about... a Warcraft reference. Oh, really? <laughs> they used to, back in the old Halcyon days of World of Warcraft, rolling a shadow priest was called a melting faces. They had one particular <laughs> talent where the icon looked like a melting face. Oh, okay. Well, do we want to talk about Geraldine, or should we, or should we save that for another episode? Oh shit! I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. It might be better. It might be better in another episode. Oh, okay. I mean, we're about. Yeah. Is... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's so. kind of. It's kind of. It's kind of be just out of nowhere. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're definitely gonna have to open with that one. Yeah. How did we miss it this time? Am I just that scatterbrained? Probably. I was like, he's gonna give me the prompt, and then you didn't, and I was yeah, like, yeah, okay. and then I just, and then we just talked about how hot it was, and then yeah, yeah, on you go. Well, it's pretty hot though. I had a babysitter that used to beat me with a yardstick. <laughs> it reminded me of like that. In what came... world are we just now <laughs> mentioning that? <laughs> no, let's not go there. That's really hard to go into it at the last minute. Well, I'm definitely keeping that. Like, I'm... <laughs> like, like that section stays. She was awful. Oh, that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> Maybe your next thing would be like, uh, have any uplifting? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't beat your your charges with yardsticks. <laughs> um, no, I, it's uh, fuck. I don't. I don't know how to follow that. That's great. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot. The complaints are second to none here but it's all office workers it's like if you're in the field picking blueberries you fucking you get to complain all you want right 
Right. If you work in an air conditioner, shut the fuck up. What, you got to drive home? Oh, my God. In your air-conditioned car. You whiny bastard. Yeah.